0: Welcome to my new show, The Dr. Jerry Fishkin Show. Well, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin. My goal is to bring the consulting room to your living room. Your feedback will help make this show a show not for me, but for you. So sit back, relax, and let's jump in. Our studio guest today is Dr. Mark Kingston Levin, physicist and author, and I might say Renaissance man as well. A little history about Dr. Levin, uh, he was born and grew up in Vermont with many winters spent in Florida as a child. As a teenager, he wrote poetry, served as a lifeguard, and played football. He currently enjoys sailing, exploring underwater caves, snorkeling, writing science fiction, and other pursuits. After working on the Apollo and Mars projects he decided to return to school to study under the uh, Nobel laureate Paul Duroc, obtaining his PhD in quantum mechanics from the University of Miami in 1971. Then Dr. Levin founded two companies and served as science advisor to then president Gerald Ford. Dr. Levin has over 44 articles published in the scientific literature and was awarded over 32 United States patents. Amazing, amazing. Dr. Levin's foray into the world of science fiction has resulted in his first book, 30th Century Escape, which is part of uh, a trilogy. This is his book, and it's uh, the winner of the 2017 Irwin Literature Award from the book publicists of Southern California. It is my absolute pr- pleasure uh, to present Dr. Mark Kingston Levin. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad you made it. Well, thank you. So you wrote a book about somebody living 900 years from now. Yes. All right. It's hard enough living in the now. Yes. Tell us about the, 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 okay. the 900 years and tell us a little bit about your book. Okay and uh, the protagonist. Uh, you've sent me some great information, but I want our, our people to know sure. all about this book. Well,
1: her name is Jennifer, Okay. and uh, she's uh, kind of burned out because she's been an undercover agent for a secret society of scientists mm. who are combating uh, the uh, Sindos who have a tendency to want to take human rights away from the humans who made them. And uh, unfortunately, there was a mistake in their DNA. But one of the, her grandfather actually, developed a virus which will cure that mistake mm-hmm. and, and, and not hurt them. But they have since upgraded their immune system. It kills the virus. So they have to go back in time to fix it. And uh, Jennifer is, um, she's, she's doing a lot of different things. Um, but she is an undercover agent, and um, she's in deep cover, and she has a very close relationship with a senator who's a sindo.
0: Now, uh, what is a sindo?
1: A sindo is a um, genetically altered human in the embryo stage. They do a, a genetic engineering. Mm-hmm. For example, there's a, a bacteria that is able to, to uh, against radiation, it's able to repair its own chromosomes. that get damaged. They use that gene to upgrade the embryo, and they also upgrade their strength, upgrade their speed, and upgrade a number of mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. And the people were developed in the 27th century, the Sindos, in order to settle planets on uh, Tau Ceti and uh, a few other nearby solar systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's uh, you know 150 years to get there and things like that. So the lifespan of the average human at that time is 800 years.
0: That's this is 900 years from In now future, right? the future right. Okay so you're gonna live 800 years? Gonna live 800 years. It's hard enough living like 75 years. Well I don't years. know
1: it's it's pretty I, I'm, I'm not willing to give it up yet and I'm 76. So I, I want to live longer and people want to live longer and, and there are little uh, and symbiotes, they're little nanotechnology mm-hmm. that take the uh, chromosome, there's a thing on your chromosome that if you uh, measure it, it wears out, wears out, and that's your lifespan. Okay. But if you have symbiotes to repair it, your lifespan can be significantly larger. Where do I buy one? Well, you've you got to wait until 900 years oh, or okay. 700 years in the future and they gradually they learn how to do this and they also do some genetic engineering so that uh, you, you would improve your um organs your but eventually system, your organs organ, yeah. but eventually those organs have to be replaced and in the, by the 30th century they've been doing it for several hundred years already there's a company here in San Diego well southern california that is working on 3d printers in order to make your organs So we can make me an organ using a 3-D printer out of plastic? Not out of plastic, out of living systems. Really? Yeah. Living
0: materials. Yeah, they they use stem cells. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, Mark. uh, Okay, so this gal is under deep cover. Yeah. Okay. And she's burned out. And she's burned out. Her... Do they have uh, psychologists in those days? Yeah. 300, I mean uh, 3,000... They do,
1: they do. And uh, she needs help, but she doesn't go for it right at the moment because she's in combat situation she's being uh, she's under attack although she kind of planned this she's a very smart lady uh-huh. great brains and she planned to uh, go to this place that was once had nuclear weapons there because she's going to blow off a nuclear weapon to hide the time machine
0: she that allowed blow, her to get
1: get to the 27th century doesn't want them to know because she knows they'll find a time machine and they'll come get her and they'll stop the mission but so she she's very smart so she everybody else thinks that she's going to commit suicide because she's trapped and she had said and put signals out that that's what they're going to do they'll make a mass protest because they don't they're, they're taking away their rights and she found out that there's a plan to put they're making this chemical, they already manufacturing it. Mm-hmm. If you put it in the water supply, humans will become sterile. It won't affect Sindel. <laughs> it's genetic warfare. Okay? And uh, they're, gonna, they're all going to die out because they're going to get sterile. And um, that's the Sindel plan. They haven't, they've started to build the manufacturing plan, but they haven't implemented it yet. Okay. So she gets through the senator, uh-huh. who has access to all this data, she gets into his data mm-hmm. by using some nanotechnology that she places there because she visits the house mm-hmm. every couple times a year for her son's birthday party and things like that. So they kind of live semi-normal
0: life. Yeah, they live
1: semi-normal life, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she's under a lot of stress because her lover, they, they never have made children, and she of course wants children very badly, uh, was assassinated uh, using laser weapons and his brains went all over her, so it was a pretty trauma, pretty trauma. And so traumatic. She's, that's why she's burned out. Yeah, ah. traumatic impact of her loss of this one man, that the only man she ever loved. Okay. Okay. So she's started. Um, she was his uh, Zexton Ho was her lover, uh-huh. was the professor, mm-hmm. her professor in physics that she took uh, when she was in college, and then she joined the. A secret Society because she was a descendant of one of the people her grandfather was involved and um, She's ready uh, to um, Complete the mission uh, to go back in time. That was her what her lover wanted to do to, to, to correct the problem And not and then so this is what's called the diversion point where they go back uh-huh. to the 27th century mm-hmm. and under fire where they're dropping large um, they know they're going to set off atomic bombs, so there's entrances to this and exits to the caves. Mm-hmm. The Sundos surround it. Of course, she lets them do that because they think they're going to exterminate them. Mm-hmm. They're well, going to commit suicide anyway, so what's the big deal? So they seal all the tunnels with large disruptors, uh, which are like sound weapons uh-huh. uh, that vibrate things and knock down the um, uh, mountain a little bit, the underwater mountain. It's an atoll. Uh, Pretty large at all, so it's a big, big mountain. And at the top, there's a little rim. Mm-hmm. And that's what they call it, natural. That the center sinks, so there's a lagoon in the center. Um, this is a a, a gal who, uh, in in normal society, even of the 30th century, she's exceptional. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, she's when she was 12 years old, she was a gymnast, and she uh, left that because her father was a veterinarian, her mother was a wildlife expert who uh, was in Canada and the, the Laurentian Mountains there's a beautiful national park there mm-hmm. and there's like 800 to 900 lakes all connected with rivers and things like really? that yeah it's a beautiful national park Laurentian National Park mm-hmm. and uh, have a French name also but uh, I don't pronounce French very well uh, so anyway she but she's French French Canadian mm-hmm. uh, and um, she immigrates to uh, Australia. Her fa- as then Australia is the number one GNP, mm-hmm. number one science, number one in arts. Australia. Australia.
0: Amazing.
1: She becomes the America of the future.
0: Really. Yeah.
1: What and happened my, to America? Well, uh, they had some problems and they got set back a little bit. They're no number four, but they're not out of the. I mean, they're not out of it. You know. Okay. Um, and. Uh, But we're in a period of time where uh, climate change is, the other climate change is the problem. They're approaching ice age. So Northern Canada is getting much colder weather. Uh It's difficult to grow crops there. Ah. So they see this eventually in another few thousand years, Mm -hmm. another 3000 years, ice will be two miles thick over Canada.
0: Well, what about global warming? Yeah. Global How do you war? factor that in? Well, uh, global warming professor? only lasts for
1: so long. Uh, and then there's the Ice Age. Okay. You know, we have cycles over uh-huh. the last several million years. Uh-huh. Every hundred and ten or 115,000 years, we have a change. It's due to the orbits. There's a guy named, a mathematician, actually, named Minkowski. Uh-huh. He, he's Serbian. And he calculated this all out with no computers. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he was absolutely amazing. Amazing. Um, so. Uh, this is fantastic, we have cycles. And so eventually we're going to get certain warm. In fact, last cycle we were, uh, the oceans were uh, five meters higher, mm-hmm. the oceans than they were now. Yeah. So we're not talking about your book right now. We're no. talking about reality. We're talking about reality. Uh, okay, I so want to. We're likely to have our oceans come five meters higher. And we're going to have a lot of cities that are going to have problems. Is that because of the global
0: warming and the it's ice melting? It's because of global warming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And but eventually, well,
1: that's yeah. going to happen. But eventually, we get global cooling. Okay. And that's due to the orbit. When the orbit gets way out, okay. Even though we have, a, we're not going to be as bad as it would be without the uh, extra CO2. Okay. But uh, we, there was a time 600 million years ago when the Earth was a snowball. snowball? It's frozen everywhere, even the equator. Everything was frozen. And CO two came out of volcanoes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and broke through the ice, and warming started. Up. And then we got very warm, and we had dinosaurs at the poles. Uh-huh. So, um, we th- climate changes. Yeah, and it gets warmer. It also gets colder. Wow. And you get due to the orbits, the and those the very long cycle things, yeah. hundred thousand year orbits uh, changes.
0: So, so we'll have
1: ice for. Two miles thick over places like Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Two miles thick. Amazing. Amazing. Just north of New York City, Uh Long Island was a terminal marine, which means that's where the border line of the ice was, and it melted there, and dropped all the things, and that's Long Island.
0: Wow. So we got away from your book a little bit, bit. we don't want to give the uh, ending away, we want to encourage people to read it. Yes. Look around you, everyone you see shares a deep and terrible secret that no one ever talks about. It is in fact one of the best kept secrets of all time, as universal and natural as the air we breathe, and just as pervasive. No one is immune to it. Look inside yourself. We listen to it instinctively, hold it closely, impetuously, and follow it without question every moment of our lives. The secret is our inner voice, the self-talk, the primal and silent internal communication that form alongside our psyche, feeding us constant messages that control our behavior. We hear it, but we can never see or feel or detect it in any other way. If you'd like to learn more about the relationship of early life abuse trauma neglect violence and its relationship to addiction please pick up a copy of my new book the science of shame and its treatment available at the bookstore or online thank you very much addiction is the greatest public health crisis of our time and the number one killer of young people in america today at Beginnings Treatment Centers, we offer safe, modern, effective treatment for substance abuse and addiction. Minutes from the beach in beautiful Orange County, California, Beginnings offers comfortable surroundings, private chefs, and a dedicated clinical staff. Beginnings makes recovery possible for you and for your loved ones. Don't wait until it's too late. Call 800 387 6907 right now for a free confidential assessment. I think I want to ask you to tell our people out there because you are. So fascinating in the talks that we've had uh, prior to our our taping today, Uh, your history, uh, who you are, what informed you to be, Mark, to be you?
1: Yeah, well, I I was very lucky that my mother was a poet, my grandmother was a journalist, and later an editor of Vermont Life, and um, they encouraged me to write. I wrote poetry when I was 15, even 14, I first published at 14, Mm -hmm. so I, I did, You know I love poetry and I read my mother's poetry and Uh I was influenced but I was also interested in journalism at that time Uh but I made a decision I think um, that to study science and uh, it's just because I got very curious my senior year I had this great science teacher his name was Buck, Mr. Buck and I had a little lab in my basement okay and we were working on rockets, too. In fact, we won the state rocket championship. <laughs> and- um, You yeah. never blew anything up on uh, Well, I did a few times, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, but anyway, we got, we got, well, he was my mentor uh-huh. and helped me. My job, everybody had a job, okay? Somebody had a nose cone, somebody had relays and electronics, okay. and my- Group jo- effort. my It's group effort. And my job was to put together the rocket Motor, okay. And I chose to use the, the the early stage. We used what's called rocket candy, sugar and perchlorate, ammonium perchlorate and sugar. And it's really tricky making it, but you, you have to melt it all, and then you let it harden. When it's in the hot stage, you got to make sure you don't overheat it or it blows, it blows up. Blows up, yeah. And uh, I had a couple blow up, but I only made real small ones. Yeah, yeah. But when I made the big one. We had a six foot rocket. I was really careful. And then I went with ammonium perchlorate and a butyl rubber. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like an eraser. So you put it in ammonium perchlorate in the eraser, you use 20% of the butyl rubber. And then it's much safer because the butyl rubber melts. It's a liquid and then it hardens. You, by heating it, you harden it. So you don't have to heat it that much and so it's much safer. So I did that. At
0: 15, and, you're a rocket scientist.
1: Yeah, I'm 16 I guess 16. When, I, when I actually… Okay. Yeah, and um, when I was a senior, I think I was 17, so um, we went to Virginia for the uh, national champions. There's a place out there where there's, you know, it's a military base, and they had the national championship there. We went, and we had a bad time because our rocket went up. We had two stages, and came straight down. (laughs) (laughs) The switch didn't work. The Mercury switch, that was my fault. The motor worked fine, but it went straight down into the ground, uh, like six feet in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a little bit scary, but um, we were kind of disqualified for the competition because it didn't work. Yeah, but anyway, that was my senior experience when I was about 17 years old, um, and it was in this. That yeah, was in the summer, actually, uh, June. And it was hot and warm. And um,
0: and you were that kid who actually lived in both sides of your brain. The yeah. creative side on the right and the the linear, technical, uh, theoretical stuff on the left. Yeah, yeah
1: but I, I I wasn't that great at it till I got to college. It, things got easier for me when I went, went to college. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to graduate school, it got even easier. So, because I absorbed it better because I was interested. Okay. It was all a matter of Mr. Buck getting me interested in science, giving me a project, and helping me make that project happen.
0: Was he like a mentor to you? He was
1: a mentor, yeah. Without him, I probably would have gone a different way, would have become a journalist or something. He got me really interested in doing experiments
0: and you know engineering so
1: you know I, I began to be more applied oriented
0: what was the special relationship you had with this man that you didn't have let's say with your father who might well, have My been. father died he was kind of like almost like a
1: father to me he gave me a lot of advice said, you know you you can rockets this is this is what's happening aerospace is growing uh-huh. they need more aerospace engineers right. you had to go to work for boeing so i went to work for boeing
0: how old were you when your dad died
1: uh, he died in 1947. I was six years old. Wow. Yeah. Did your mother remarry? She did, yeah. Uh-huh. So I had, I had a good, pretty good life. I mean, it, you know, my father was pretty well-to-do. Uh-huh. He left enough money. So Your father a, was a doctor? He was a doctor and an investor. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. He invested in some real estate. He did okay. So, yeah, he was lucky. Um, but, um, you know, because we had a house in Florida and a house here. Mm-hmm. And then he had some other real estate that he had for business. He had an office building, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, eventually my mother sold it. You know, it took a good rent for a while, took mm-hmm. uh, Office buildings are very good to invest in, especially for medical people, because they always grow, tend to grow. And when you get one doctor in, pretty soon he brings in a partner who's younger and right. brings another oh. partner, so he doesn't have to do as much work. And so they can re- rotate in no those days, doctors did house calls, mm-hmm. so it became very, you know, if, you, if they call you on a weekend when you're out, somebody else can handle it. Mm-hmm. So having these kind of partnerships were very useful. Became very useful. We we didn't have the kind of organization where everybody specialized. Uh-huh. So here, you know, so, you know, I I know many times we were planning to go fishing trip or do something, my father would get a call I have to go into surgery. Sure. We have to wait and wait and wait. Finally, gets out. You know. um, Next day, you know, he's real tired, he got rest. Mm-hmm. Next day we, we have to wait, and I mean, finally we go on our fishing trip or whatever. But um, that's kind of turned me off of medicine because I didn't want to be going to, called all the time and get, yeah. It. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I took biology in high school, but my real interest was in science and later became interested in physics, Right. more interested in physics. I took physics. <laughs> I like I like chemistry more because I liked making the fuel, and you'll see the rockets
0: go off. <laughs> so that piece never left you.
1: No, never. From left
0: the me. time you were a little boy, mm-hmm. and that excitement about that rocket and that fuel. Yeah, huh? that did
1: it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. I I just drove me to learn more about how science works, and the fundamentals, and then eventually I got interested in how. The fundamentals and you get into the particles and right. at first we thought they were just protons right neutrons and electrons but you take the proton apart you have these quarks you take the neutron apart and you have different quarks uh-huh and um so you know it became interesting and you, then, you, then of course there was the search for the boson right um peter uh, higgs um a scientist in england a friend of dirac's uh mm-hmm. predicted the standard model Using Dirac's equation, mm-hmm. and said there should be a boson. And nobody could find it, and so they built this thing called uh, the Large Hadron Collider in um, France. Right. And the Alps goes through the Alps, twenty-seven miles around, or something like that. So
0: Is that that's the one in in uh, it's France and Switzerland? Yeah. That's Goes the same one. The, yeah, same yeah, yeah. I've read it. I've read science fiction books about that the yeah. collider. Well, they're
1: they're hoping to make a black hole, uh-huh. small black hole, exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, with that device. Okay.
0: But they made the Higgs boson,
1: okay. and it's amazing, because first time you're smashing these things together, and you want to find it, and it only lives for a very short time. Mm-hmm. Very, that'd be at really high energies. Uh, so, the Higgs boson is responsible for the mass of all other particles. Okay. So it's a part of all these other particles. So what you're trying to do is break them apart and find what the fundamental particles are. And you know, they're three across and four down, and these are what you have. That's the model. Uh, that's the yeah, model. It's, it's relatively simple, mm-hmm. but it's true. And so it came out of Dirac's equation, quantum mechanics. And that's how I get real interested, because I said about well, fundamental particle physics, I got kind of interested in that, because Dirac had all predicted a lot of these things. Huh. Well, Higgs used the equation to predict the Higgs particle. And I got to give credit to Peter Higgs. He did a great job, and he's still alive. The amazing uh-huh. thing is he's
0: still alive,
1: and um, you know he—I guess he got a special award for that. But he was really charged by finding the Higgs particle. So, it's,
0: if I understand this correctly, I am not a physicist, yeah. uh, but you're looking for the essential elements of the universe. Yeah. Self- what, 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 what's, what, what the universe is made what of. What the universe is made of. Yeah. And
1: then, later life. I met with Dirac, and he got me interested in well, the future, how, the, how the universe was going to evolve, because uh-huh. he looked at it as evolution. And he thought there might be some change in properties that we consider constants, like the gravitational constant. Yeah. And uh, so I began to look at those things. And I looked at some of his basic principles, and I got the idea that mass and space were related. Somehow can be transformed. It's just another form of the same thing, and um, you have to start with a the hypothesis. Then you have to try to test the hypothesis. That's correct. That's what we do and, in science. Yeah. So we measure the the expansion of the universe,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we find out that um, the universe is expanding at an accelerating rate. What's causing that acceleration? Space is not. You know, Einstein was the first to. Realize that space is not nothing; uh-huh. it, it can warp, uh-huh. and gravity waves is is a
0: disturbance in the in the in the space. So, for those watching us today, hmm. what does this mean?
1: Well, it means I'm in, always looking for the deeper meaning. Okay, more, it, it know, means but, that we have a means to do time travel. Oh, it leads that all theory leads to time travel. Uh huh. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, in, 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 uh, in the book, a little bit of it's explained. She does it for a PhD. Okay. She comes to that. She has th- three PhDs in her time, and uh, she looks very young. Mm-hmm. And she wants to to adapt to the culture. The right. best way is to go to a place that she's been. She's a professor at the University of Hawaii in the 30th century. She wants to go to Hawaii because it feels comfortable. She loves it there, so she goes to Hawaii, and she doesn't have any 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 uh, Data, um, what yeah, do you call it, it? Yeah, uh, g- records, graduate records, doesn't have any, these things. So she takes tests and gets into graduate school. Oh, she, okay. she has an IQ that's higher than Einstein's. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, pretty um, athletic woman as well, mm-hmm. so because she, you know, of her training. She once saved the life of this fellow called um, Senator Grotto, later becomes Prime Minister of Australia. That's in the second
0: book. Okay, okay. that but hasn't been written yet. Yeah, it has. Oh, it has been, it's written? been
1: written. It's going to be published next month. Oh, wonderful. March 27th.
0: Fantastic. That's okay. number two of the
1: trilogy. Number two of the trilogy. Oh, okay. It's all done. The cover's done. Okay. Everything's done. It just has to go through proofreading, and that should okay. be done. Then it's the last stage. You go to somebody who gets called book design. Right. It's really just formatting. Okay. They format your book yeah, for yeah. you. They charge you a thousand dollars or something. Oh. Uh, but. That's what writers uh, have to go through if they self-publish. If you go to a publisher, like my, my brother does, no problem, uh, yeah. they take care of all those details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they want to pay you a small amount. Yeah, yeah. The royalty. that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. That's really okay. okay. He makes more money than I do. <laughs> he's young, uh-huh. yeah. and he, he's also been very successful as a bestseller,
0: bestselling author. So rather than giving the ending away, well, well we can't, because it's a trilogy. Uh, yeah. For those watching that, that may have a creative bug. Yeah. Now you come from the world of science but you've always been inspired by literature and writing. Yeah. What can you tell our folks watching us because you know we got we may have children yeah. kids, young folks watching us or maybe a housewife who knows right. who's watching. But we all come as writers we all come from a certain place in our spirit or our soul that causes us to want to express something deep inside of yeah, us. Yeah, and
1: it's fun to write. So yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's just fun. Uh-huh. I, I love science, and writing right. about science fiction right. is just my imagination of what the future is going to be. I may not be right. I don't think anybody could be 100% right. No, of course not. But I, I'm trying to project something that we have to learn how to deal with, which we're going to, our children, our, our offspring, eventually are going to live much longer, uh-huh. OK? I think the... Did you say like 900 years? Yeah, 800 years. 800 years. years, longer by the 30th century. But it's going to be a gradual process. All right. Within 20 years, I think the girl will be born who will live 150 years. Do you really believe that? Yeah. Wow. So just minor changes that are going to happen and probably won't be legal in the United States, but Uh will be done somewhere else. Wow. And they will do things that will increase lifespan and um, they've done it with animals, Uh so we can do it with humans. Um, And I I don't want to get into all the things, but there's a a, a protein called NAD. NAD? That's a small name for it, big long word. Uh And um, you took that in mice that were older Uh and we made them younger. We made them, they look just like the young mice. Uh Okay, this is gonna be something that will be done very soon in humans. Can I buy this for me? Uh, probably, <laughs> if you go to the chemical store, that probably you could buy, find it on the internet. Probably. NAD. NAD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it'll yeah. make me younger. Uh, make ma- mice younger. I don't know what's <laughs> going to humans. hasn't <laughs> been tested on humans yet. Okay. They're going to first go to uh, monkeys, mm-hmm. and then later maybe to primates, okay. to apes. But it hasn't been done. But if that's done, then they'll do it on humans. Okay. So this
0: takes a while. So. To finish up, I know uh, there's a, just a huge amount of information here. What would you like to leave uh, our viewers knowing about you, your writing, the universe? This is your time. Okay, it's my time. Well, It's your uh, time. Yeah. You know, I
1: think this I, – I, I've also written book three, by the way. It, it's written, but it's not been edited, okay? So as soon as this one gets published, I'll have the other one edited.
0: But, uh, and by the way, we're going to put it all on the screen, and how everybody can get a copy yeah. of a 30th century escape. Fascinating yeah, well, read. Yeah. Yeah, the,
1: the best place is Amazon, because right now I have a relationship with Amazon. Let me put where it they up have again on the screen, <laughs> yeah.
0: and we'll, we'll we'll flash it on the screen yeah. with with all of that.
1: And Amazon has an exclusive. They have. Uh,
0: okay, uh, yeah, so a it can of, you can get it from Amazon.
1: It's how much? Yeah, it's. Uh, $2.99 for the ebook
0: and $1499 for the paperback. Folks, you can afford it. It's a great read. And I think that uh, if you want to expand your your mind and your and get out of the everyday, I think it's it's definitely worth taking a look at Thirtieth Century Escape by Dr. Mark Kingston Levin. Oh, thank you
1: very much. Uh, I
0: really appreciated the opportunity
1: to talk about science in the book and uh, One thing about this uh, character, she does have some psychological problems. She goes into deep depression. Depression.
0: Depression. Yeah. Do they have psychiatrists and all of that to help? Well, they have chemicals. She's in
1: the. She goes back to the twenty-first century, March, Uh uh, twenty-fifteen, and she has to survive on that island Uh by herself for till four and a half months when this. Airplane, uh, as amphibious airplane. Actually, it's a albatross. It's an amphibious aircraft. Yeah. Uh, comes, they're going to do research mm-hmm. on this island mm-hmm. and do take samples and mm-hmm. send it all back to France. So it's about kind of some of the stuff I did when I had that company. So I ah. I, I write what I know about. Right, we all write what we know about. I have to. I have to Or fantasize about. Or it. fantasize. Yeah, I mean the future. We don't. We don't know. Of course, uh, it's all fantasy. Um, but. It's based on science. So that's mm-hmm. what we call it science fiction. Yeah. Uh, it's based everything I do there is based on some real scientific theory which deals with the expansion of the universe, which led to time travel. I think you'll see people talking about, you know, gravity waves are distortions in space time. Mm-hmm. So space is something. And if there are those waves, space cannot it has energy in it. Mm-hmm. We can be converted, mm-hmm. right? So you can't get something from nothing. Right. So something has to make space in my opinion, Mm -hmm. okay, And uh, maybe black holes and maybe supernovas. It's got to be something. Could be collisions of neutron stars. All three of them could be. So something makes space because we're expanding at such a rapid rate. I think that that rate won't continue forever, or everything would fly apart. I think what's going to happen is we'll end up with a universe of all black holes. Mm -hmm. They will start merging Mm -hmm. and merging and merging. Mm -hmm. and merging In some point, they'll reach a critical mass and will make a white hole, become a white hole. A white hole is the opposite of a black hole. The Big Bang was a white hole. Uh Aha, and that will reveal everything. Well, it will create another universe. Yes, it will.
0: Yeah, create another universe. Fantastic.
1: And maybe we'll get more than one out of this universe. Uh Maybe there'll be much more universes, but I don't know what size, and I'm trying to figure that out. I don't have Dirac anymore, he passed away. If I had somebody like him, I, I do. Uh, going to, one of his students, Walter Penrose, is now Sir Walter Penrose. Mm-hmm. He came out with a theory mm-hmm. called conformal cosmology,
0: mm-hmm.
1: conformal cyclic cosmology, which means there's no beginning, there's no end; it runs in cycles. Yeah. It's compatible somewhat with the, my yeah, theory. Right. Uh, I call it J theory. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and partly because Jennifer, it starts with a J. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to pick something, some name. Yeah. You know, M for membrane and you know the, right. the universe started with two membranes collide right. it's right. kind of the string theory is yeah and string yeah. theory is very good and super mm-hmm. string theory and m theory you know that they, as many scientists as you have you probably have difference theories okay but a lot of people work on string theory it's very popular now and there's quantum loop and theory which is um really trying to Einstein's equations have a problem because they go to infinity. Mm. Nothing can be infinitely small because quantum mechanics tells us you can't get smaller than a Planck's length. That's 10 to the f- minus 35 centimeters. It's really small. Okay, can't get smaller than that. So you can't go to infinity. Mm. Yeah. So you have to b- apply quantum mechanics to Einstein's theory. To figure it out. To figure it out. Yeah. Now Einstein called that the Theory of everything, or the unified field theory, mm-hmm. and he tried to do it. and He didn't do it. Okay, and then other people have tried. Thousands. Schrodinger tried it. I mean, everybody tried to get. They want to unify the field theory. It's very difficult because this theory of gravity, relativity, doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do. Well, I think someday it will. By the 30th century, certainly. But right now, mm-hmm. it's a big problem in physics trying to come up with a theory of everything. String theory is the best possible chance, I think, or super string
0: right. theory. Yeah. So Mark, we're not going to figure it all out today. No, we're not. But we certainly have given it a nice shot.
1: Yeah. Well, we, we I think the question is the best and most interesting part of what makes me interested in science. It's, if those questions were all answered, it wouldn't be interesting. That's correct. OK. It's the beauty of every time you discover something like gravity waves it leads to other things absolutely does yeah, yeah. and so by and also there's something called wormholes uh-huh and through the wormhole with um, Morgan Friedman, you know he mm-hmm. had a great but wormholes if you move one end of the wormhole you, you have a time machine
0: hmm
1: okay because and uh, and And it, it, the physics all goes to that, and right. how how you how you can create these things in a small field, right? And that's how you you put a small little like vehicle in there, and you go into the future.
0: Wow. well, but, yeah. again, I want yeah, to thank, thank you, you yeah. so much for thank being you. here today and yeah. for being our guest, and I've learned a lot, and i I really thank you, and I I want to thank all of you for for watching and being here. And if you have any questions, certainly, uh, you you're more than welcome to to send them on to us. Uh, we'll flash the uh, information on the screen, and we look forward to hearing from you again. Seeing you soon. If you like this video, please uh, sign up and subscribe. Uh, we look forward to.